Hey bad bitches, it's me, Jane, and welcome to back welcome back to another episode of Teenage Dream. If you're new here, I'm Jane, and this is what goes on in my head as a 19-year-old, which is kind of like weird to call myself a teen. But you know, I don't know, like college is a weird phase, anyways. And this is what probably goes on in the heads of other teens. I'm gonna try to upload episodes more than just once a month. But I have a life. Actually, I really don't. I just procrastinate. Like I'm like, I have a life. Um, girl, what do you mean? You wake up at like 12 p.m. every single day. <laughs> like if I really don't have anything to do, I'm not waking up early. Also, I hate my job. That has nothing to do with the episode. I'm just like, I hate my job. I don't like working there. But it's okay. It's only for the summer. Anyways, um, this episode is about perfectionism and self-sabotaging. I wanted to talk about this because I am a perfectionist, but also I self-sabotage so badly, and it's actually terrible. Also, I just want to say, like, sometimes I feel like people, no, sometimes I just want to say, I'm not saying anything revolutionary on here. I'm just making people seem like there's people experience the same things. Like, I'm realistically, the information I'm going to give you, you could find on Google because most of it is what I find on Google. But I have personal experiences that you can't find on Google that you may relate to and you may, you know, be like, oh, me too, you know? Also, I think I say the word Google weird. So, yeah. I just want to say, like, self-sabotaging and perfectionism perfectionism they're not mutually exclusive i feel like their perfectionism is a self-sabotaging behavior like being a perfectionist is a self-sabotaging behavior people don't usually talk about those two things together some people see it as like a stage of like cognitive dissonance like like some people are just like oh yeah it's like different like if you're being a perfectionist you can't be self-sabotaging but if you're but the way i see it and the way I think like mental health professionals see it and people, you know, who study psychology and stuff like that see it is it's a self-sabotaging behavior. It's not, it's kind of like a stage of cognitive, cognitive dissonance because my belief is that I should be perfect at everything, but I sabotage it. Or my belief that I should be perfect at everything I do sabotages all these other aspects of my life and causes all these other issues in my life. You know what I mean? I need to stop saying that because I get annoyed like when I'm editing this and I'm like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, we don't. We like shut up. Like you just explain it. Like, so I wanted to talk about it because I have experienced it, like I said earlier. And, you know, if some people could get clarity, then maybe it should help okay for me i feel like self (laughs) what for me i feel like perfectionism started with the pressure from my family put on me super young because it was always like you have to get good grades you have to get like a's and b's and you all have to go to college and you have to get a high-paying career and it wasn't like my parents were saying like, oh, be a doctor or anything like that. They were saying like, you have to get a high paying career. 
Like there are some careers that are just kind of like not in the loop for them because they don't make enough money. And it's kind of like they don't want you to do that because it doesn't make enough money. And it's like all this pressure on me to like always be performing at my best at all time. And it's like I'm a person and your list, whoever list, uh, whoever is listening to this is a person. So that isn't always possible. Another thing is how I was taught to view failure and handle like to and how to handle it. Um, I was seen. I seen failure as something that just couldn't happen. I couldn't fail. If I failed, then I was that that just wasn't an option. And even when I did fail, I just didn't know how to handle it. I was just like, I felt really bad and would talk really negative. You know, we'll talk about that later. So all throughout school, mainly, I would like aim for like the best, but occasionally I would fall short. But there was also this like voice in my head that would tell me like negative things when I didn't do the best like you're lazy you won't achieve your goals you're a failure like all these bad things and I would start like heavily blaming myself for these things sometimes I didn't even have like control over and sometimes I did have control over and I would be like why can't I why do I procrastinate so much why do I do this so much why can't I just focus and get it done like everybody else you know, letters that I know it was ADHD, which also I would like to say just you think like perfectionists are like always on their grind. It's honestly not the case. I feel like perfectionists are like the biggest procrastinators ever. We'll talk about that though. Perfectionism is problematic because it would cause me to like freeze or like get anxiety about stuff, which would also cause me to procrastinate. Like, I remember junior year, I would have, like, so much anxiety doing, like, classwork and homework, and I was worried it wouldn't be perfect and or to my standards or to the teacher's standards, and I wouldn't get a good grade, and I was taking, like, an AP class, so I already felt, like, imposter syndrome, like, I wasn't even smart enough to be there and all of that, and I felt like there was all these people smarter than me who could handle this workload that I couldn't handle, and I was doing so terrible and ev- and everything like that. And also, I would base a lot of my self-worth on my achievements because that's that's what everybody told me was, like, the most valuable thing in my life and the most valuable thing I could do. And I know people hate when I bring – people hate when people talk about, like, race, but also, like, just my personal experience. My parents would tell me, like, Jane, you have to remember you're, like, black in America and, like, you're going to be discriminated against, but – when you have knowledge and you have a high paying career, then it kind of, I'm not saying it's going to stop discrimination. No, 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 no. I, I just can't explain it. It just puts you in a different place. Yeah. It puts you in a different place. And since I wasn't doing good, like my self-worth went down lower and that affected my self-esteem and my self-esteem was hurting so I had less and I was while I was researching I saw this article um in psychology today that said perfectionism masquerades itself as a positive strategy when it really is a corrosive corrosive process of self-sabotage because when everybody's like oh I'm a perfectionist everybody's like whatever whatever but when somebody engages in any other self-sabotaging behaviors then it's seen more negatively than self than like perfectionism even though perfectionism um 
is very similar and to some degree could be just as bad as other self-sabotaging behaviors. Let me Google some self-sabotaging behavior. Like stonewalling. If you told somebody like, oh, they were stonewalling you in a relationship, which is like, it's the refusal to communicate or cooperate in like relationships. They were like, oh, that's really bad. And like all of that. And then everybody's like, that's bad. But when you're like, oh, I'm a perfectionist, nobody's like, oh, that's terrible. Like, because at the end of the day, it's terrible. It's not good. And self-sabotaging behaviors come from a place of low self-esteem, sometimes trauma, um, bad habits, cognitive dissonance, like inconsistent or conflicting thoughts, fear of discomfort or change, a need to be in control. I'm reading this off of Forbes website, by the way. Yeah, Forbes Health, which, okay, I'm going to talk about the fear of like a need to be in control because I realized that in a lot of things, a lot of like my bad habits and self-sabotaging habits, it's like stems from the way I just need to be in control. Even if it's not benefiting me, it gives the illusion that I'm in control. And when everything is quote unquote perfect, you can control the outcome. So there's no surprises. There's no difficult things that you have to deal with. You, it's like you're trying to be like a little bit like emotionally available or you don't want to have to deal with these things. So you're doing everything you can you can do to avoid having to feel those feelings. I also heard and believe that perfectionism is like a shield. Like, especially if you were taught that failure was like super negative. I also feel like it's a way to escape judgment because if you're perfect, nobody can judge you. And I know for me, that was one of the things that I did. Like, I just was like, if I am perfect, and if I'm perfect or am able to be perceived as perfect and having all everything together and everybody's like, oh, ever since I was younger, they're like, you have your life together. I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't. Like, nothing's together. It's a facade. It's like so fake. Like, I'm literally like you, you go look at me and then you're like, oh, she looks put together. Or she looks like she has things together. But then it's like, I procrastinated this whole weekend. And I just finished this, like, literally not too long ago. And I didn't sleep. I didn't get my full eight hours because I procrastinated and didn't sleep. Like, things aren't always what it seems. It's been very difficult for me trying to accept failure. Because, like, I just can't. As soon as I fail at anything, the first thing, like, goes through my mind is, like, I'm not going to achieve any of my goals. And then I get, like, really scared because I'm, like, these are things I wanted for my whole life. And if I if I can't do this, then what can I do? Because this is what I want. And this is what I always wanted to achieve. But I can't get myself to just put the energy in or, like, stop self-sabotaging and just do it. We'll talk about that later, though. I keep saying we'll talk about it later. I'm, I'm promising we're going to talk about it. But I'm just going to talk about some experiences. Like, one of the experiences is, like, after being bullied in elementary school, mainly because I was poor, which, like, now that I think about it, like, we were all poor. It was, like, a low-income school. Like, everybody was getting, like, free lunch. Like, they weren't asking, like, do you get free lunch or do you get reduced lunch or do you just pay regular price for lunch? No, no, no. They were, like, 
you get free lunch. Like it was not even a question, you know, just cause I had a little less money than others. I was being bullied for that. And after that, the way I kind of like was like, I can't fight. I am not witty enough. Like, how am I going to protect myself from like all this bullying and all this hurt? And the way I could protect myself is by being perfect. If everything is together, there's nobody, some, there's nothing anybody could judge you for. There's nothing anybody could talk, talk to you about. And geez, I literally want to cry. Like there's nothing anybody could say because everything is, appears to be perfect. Like I always had to have certain shoes that weren't going to be bullied for, always had to have certain clothes or clothes that fit the appearance that I wouldn't be bullied for or dress a certain way or just like try to fit in as much and look as clean and like put together as possible all the time so nobody could say anything. I just didn't want the judgment because there was no other way like in my mind that I saw I could stop this bullying or like protect myself from it. And that was like the only way, the only thing I saw myself being able to do. And in the time, like I was super young, so it makes sense. But like now as an adult, it causes other issues, which is like where a lot of like these problematic and bad behaviors and habits come. It's like at the time, like it was good you know, defense mechanism, especially if you develop it from a young age, it was like what you needed. Like it was your shield. It was your safety blanket, your safety net, whatever you want to call it. But now you're an adult and you have to stop doing it. But you're like, I literally have been doing this since I was like 10. Like I, now I'm like, I've been doing this since I was 10. And now it's like years later, how am I so supposed to, how am I supposed to stop doing this? You know? Like, what the thing is, like, nobody could jab me for anything because I was, quote, unquote, perfect or tried to be perfect. And I couldn't sh- just show my real self, like, which gave me a lot of anxiety um, in general, like, in high school. Because, like, I would always be, like, ashamed of my personality or wanted to hide my personality because I would be, like, afraid that I would say something and people wouldn't get it or they wouldn't laugh or then people just like see me as somebody who's weird or I wouldn't people wouldn't want to hang out with me because of my personality and mind you like my personality I'm not saying like there aren't special things about my personality because there are but it's mainly like come see these say like it's stuff like you could walk up to like 10 Gen Zers who use TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you'll probably find like maybe three, maybe even half of them would probably say similar things that I say. But it's like, but in the sense that like you develop a coping mechanism to protect, to achieve something, or in my case, like to protect myself from something or, you know, avoid something. Cause that was safety. And like when you're younger, you don't know how to deal with any of those stuff. So perfectionism would also cause me depression. I talked about how it caused me like anxiety and I didn't want to do my assignments and I would procrastinate. 
did I really even go in depth with it? Well, it caused me anxiety and I would procrastinate because of how anxious I was just to get like started on an assignment. Like I would just like, I, I don't want to do this because like I'm anxious that like, I don't know where to start. And I'm like, not only that, but like I'm anxious that I'm going to do it and then I'm not going to do well in it and I'm not going to do like, it's just going to be all bad. Perfectionism would also cause me depression because I would be anxious to get something started and, you know, get it done. Like I said earlier, um, because I was worried about failure or when I would fail or I would beat myself up and beat myself up for it. Or when I would actually like wait till last minute to get it done, I would feel so, I would have so much negative self-talk. And be like, you're so stupid, you're so dumb, you're so lazy. You waited till the last moment and now you have to rush and it's going to be half-assed. And it's not going to be your best work and it's not even going to be perfect. It's going to be like something like you just threw together and you're not even going to get the full amount of points or you're not even going to get the grades you could have got. Which is, I'm not saying the negative things were true because they're not. But the point that I was like, I'm not going to do as well because I did this in such a short amount of time and I could have done better if I just took more time is the true part. And then I would just end up depressed because of the negative self-talk and the times I was failing. And I'll just feel like really bad and want to like lay in bed all day and not do anything. And obviously that would cause more procrastination. Well, like I don't want to say laying in bed all day because you're depressed is procrastination because it's not. It's just like a chain reaction. Like, one domino fell and now the rest of the dominoes are falling and it leads to this one it leads to this thing but i didn't stop it you know like i want to right now i'm like trying to stop it you know try to i'm trying to stop the dominoes from falling and i guess like if you're listening to this you might want to try to stop the rest of the dominoes from falling too okay i heard this term life paralysis and it's used to describe the opportunities that we miss because we're too afraid to put anything out in the world that could be imperfect i'm always like i can't apply for this job or i can't apply for i can't do this thing and i can't do this because i'm like not it's not gonna be perfect and it's gonna hold you back especially if you want to achieve different goals sometimes you have to do things that aren't perfect and also a lot of perfectionism perfectionists have such like big issues with um Oh, Miss Kitty say, like criticism. I know for me, could not take any type of criticism. Nope, 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 nope. Like I just can't take any criticism. Like I'm working on it and I'm trying. Like if it's constructive and it's not mean or like, what is that called again? You know when people are kind of like talking down to you. Passive aggressive, if it's not passive aggressive, then I'm like, it's cool. You know, if it's like actual constructive criticism, then I'm fine with it. But like, I still, I'm, I'm still struggling to accept it, but it's okay. Cause I'm not perfect person and I don't want to be, I don't want to miss my goals because, well, they're my goals. Like, I don't want to you know, miss opportunities that could further my goals because I'm afraid of messing up and being imperfect 
when it's a part of the process. And I, yeah. Next thing I want to talk about is avoidance, which is similar to, you know, how I said assignments. But another thing is I tend to avoid things I'm not like immediately good at because trying new things and being critiqued at it and like, which I'm talking about like, which is another thing I was talking about like perfectionism perfectionists can't take like criticism most of the time like I just tend to avoid things I'm not immediately good at like trying a new skill or a new hobby or a new job like it's just scary because I'm like if I'm not good at this I don't want to work here I don't want to be here I don't want to do this like for me it was like mainly math and driving because math is something I struggle with driving something I struggle with and I'm wasn't like immediately good at driving and I'm like this gives me I'm scared because I'm not good at this and this gives me anxiety and it's also like you know the fact that you're on the road and I don't feel completely in control of the situation which my mom's like yeah you could you're the one controlling the wheel but like I just don't fully feel like I'm controlling the wheel and there are other people um there and I'm like I'm I'm true trusting all these regular civilians trusting all these people in my life it's like the same thing when I'm in a car like if I'm in a car and I'm in passenger like I'm literally trusting not only the person who's driving the car but literally everybody else on the road so you see how it's kind of like it doesn't make sense and like I, you're avoiding something in case you wouldn't do well in something, but you end up doing well of it, not doing well in it because you're avoiding it. Like I would avoid math and then I wouldn't do well in it because I was avoiding it. And it's just like the cycle continues. Even like if it's a new thing, like I'm already like, you know, like I'm like trying and I'm like, it's like a new thing I've never done before. And I'm already like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I can't do this and it contributes to my avoidance you know it's like all of these things like i said contribute to each other chain reaction domino effect like i said with my job well it's, that's not really the reason i don't want to i don't like it well it's part of it and i'm don't want to quit for that reason alone it's not that reason alone you know there's other reasons and i'm not just saying that just to say it the main reason <laughs> well we'll talk about that in the end we'll talk about that again it's just like one of the things with my job is like anytime I would mess up or somebody would correct me, I would take it as like a personal effect, offense and it would stress me out because I was like, I, I wanted to quit. I want, I just wanted to quit. I was like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I feel like since it is a smaller place than like my first job, which was like a two story, like shopping building, like two story shop. And I'm like, the bosses were there, but like, they weren't literally behind you. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, I was just basically doing my own thing. And nobody was like, oh, up my ass. Perfectionism, like, can stop you from getting help. And all of that, like, in so many aspects of things. And it's, it's draining. Like, sometimes I would do one assignment and I'm like, I need to go to sleep. And I'm like, why do I need to go to sleep? And it's like, because I did like all, because I obsessed over everything. 
And it's not that I don't like making assignments the best I can make them or just don't need to do that. Like, I don't need to obsess so much and get so anxious about it. And another thing with like perfectionism for me, is like, I like you could be overly focused on finding like, the perfect partner. And I like like these rigid, like strict expectations that others can't seem to meet. I also got that from psychology today. But like when they said it, I was just like, thank you. Cause I've been thinking about this. Like a lot of my, a lot of my things are just like, I don't know. I would get the ick over something and mind you it would be like nothing like so i was watching a video and then a guy who i thought was cute in the video said pod and i got upset i was like i don't want to listen i don't i don't like you anymore i'm so serious i'm like i don't like you anymore why the fuck did you say that they said the word pod and i was ready to cut it off mind you it was a one-sided relationship anyways because you have like these you know strict expectations and standards that can't be like bent and i'm not saying like if you have certain standards that are like actually necessary i'm talking about like nate jacobs type list <laughs> like you know if you have things like nobody can achieve realistically then maybe let's reconsider i'm talking about like when you have that perfectionism mindset you would like envision or try to like i didn't even know if it was like a psych psychological like phenomenon i didn't even i knew there might be some research on it but i always thought of it kind of like um what are those types of relationships like the relationships of fan and uh actor yeah parasocial relationships yeah, that's what I meant. Like, I would think it was just like parasocial relationship, which it partially is. But since I had such these high standards and I would get like the ick and like, you know, it was just easier to like fantasize that somebody I probably wouldn't meet, probably wouldn't see, probably wouldn't talk to ever in my entire life, probably wouldn't even be in the same room with could have these perfect standards, even if I didn't really know them. And that was what was good. I didn't know them. And it's like that video where it's like, crush is lack of information. Cause it is, I don't know anything about this person. That's lack of information. I can put any thoughts and beliefs on this person. I'm talking about this and realistically, this seems to be its own separate thing, but I could put all these things on this person and what can they say? They can't change because they're like all the way over there. But then occasionally, sometimes I would get the ick. I would be like obsessed and then start watching like videos of them or like, you know, different like interviews and all these types of things. And then they would do something and I'll be like, no, cut the fucking cameras and <laughs> the shit right now. I don't want any of this anymore. Yeah, this is dead. Like it's deaded. I'm so serious. But how do we get out of this i don't want to say therapy even though it might help um obviously therapy could help but there are other ways other things you could do first i would say like just identify that you're self-sabotaging like you have to know you know admitting is the first step you have to become aware of the tendencies that you 
make okay if you know you tend to do this then like identify it write it down i don't know if you're a pen and paper type person or a notes app person write it the fuck down i would also recommend writing it down like i said before like you know journaling like being like this is what i do and this is how i could stop doing and like just being more aware of when you're doing these self-sabotaging behaviors like and you know you also have to watch out for the red flags you do especially in relationship settings but for more like perfectionism in general not just self-sabotaging behaviors and the self-sabotaging behavior the tips and tricks are going to depend on the tips and tricks are going to depend on who you are as a person and what the behavior is of course i'm talking about perfectionism in this episode but there's like other self-sabotaging behaviors that this is not going to help with you know so yeah i would say focus on the like positives more and remember like mistakes aren't bad like they're just things that happens remember what bob ross said i don't think we make mistakes just happy accidents i'm not just saying just focus on the positive like toxic positivity no like i'm just saying like try to look at some of the bright sides to things and try to learn how to receive criticism and try not to put so much pressure on yourself because i would put so much pressure on myself to always be doing so much and i'm like i can't do all these things i'm so serious and i would feel like exhausted and just focus on like what something means to you over how perfect it is because if i'm really passionate about something and it means more to me then you're gonna worry less about it being perfect and i'm like and don't start with huge changes start with small changes because when you start with huge changes it doesn't really affect that much like i don't think it makes so much difference and adjust your expectations you know practice saying no ask others what they think and ask for help and ask people to do things recognize that you need a break and time off and challenge that inner critic that's in your head telling you all these bad things about yourself and um all those negative things because at the end of the day that is keeping you stagnant the voice in your head that's telling you you're lazy is keeping you stagnant i talked to my therapist about this and then she was like yeah the voice if you keep telling yourself you're lazy like what is that gonna do is that gonna help you move forward like what's going on there's no benefit you know set like realistic expectations if you know that you're not the best at a subject don't be like i'm gonna walk in there and i'm gonna get an a you know let's start with something more realistic let's say a c let's like aim for a c first you know and try to be like okay and build from there aim for something that's more achievable you know adopt a growth mindset not just like i forgot what the opposite of growth mindset is a growth mindset is literally really good because it's like i see myself getting better and that me struggling with certain things that's just for a certain time i'm going to get better at them which you have to reframe your thinking so you can um achieve better things whereas a fixed mindset which a lot of perfectionists have is like i'm not good at this i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna put effort into it it's either all or nothing and 
then you're going to get upset about yourself. You're going to start negative self-talking because you're not doing good. And practice self-compassion. At the end of the day, practice self-compassion. At the end of the day, you're a human being. Like, I, I, I know you know that. Like, you're a human being. You can't. You're a human being. You can't work like a robot. Like, you can't be on constantly running. Like, you need to turn off sometimes. You need a break. You can't run like that for months and months or years. You have to be able to take the break because, listen, you need it. Especially, like, sometimes it's a cultural thing because overworking yourself and being perfect seems like something that culturally a lot of people think is, like, a benefit. But it really isn't because when you see it in retrospect, what are you gaining? I'm so serious. What are you gaining from this? If anything, I feel like you're losing more. Like... I would be going to work and then my mom would be like, my mom asked me how many hours I'm working. And I'm like, oh, I'm working like five hours. And she's like, oh, are you going to, you're going to take your break? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're going to take your break for only five hours. Like I don't take, if I don't work eight hours, I don't take a break. I'm like, okay. Like I'm taking a break though. Like different people are different. Like I feel like my parents kind of like pushed themselves into that workaholic mentality. And I you know, like, I can't do that. I tried to do that for so long, and then I became so burnt out and exhausted, and it didn't work. So, yeah, that's all I have for that. Um, I wanted to do a life update, but like, nothing really changed in my life. Well, I started class, um, it's July, which is crazy because then it's August, and then school's over. Like, you know what I mean? I it's true I don't like working. I'm serious. Like, okay, I'm gonna, I don't want to say where I work specifically. Maybe when I don't work there, we'll say it. But I just don't like standing on my feet for that long. And it, it's a food service job. Let's say that. And I've never worked food service before. And like, when I first started working there, like my arm would be sore from working there. And my, like, I come back from work and I'm like, I feel like I have the back of like an 80 year old who has spent their life hunched over a computer or hunched over, just hunched over. Like I just feel really bad in my back and my legs hurt because I've been standing for so long. And it's just like when I worked at, I'm just gonna say I used to work at Kohl's because I don't work there anymore, but they had like those little mats that you could stand on and it was like better for your feet. And it's, like, easier to lean on something. And it was just more chill environment. And it's also pretty... It gets hot in there because it's food. And I'm, like, I don't like heat. And when it gets busy, they want you to go really fast. And I'm, like, I don't like working fast. When I used to work at Kohl's, it was not working fast. Because, yeah, they want you to move the line. But if it gets busy and there's a whole bunch of people in line, you just call for backup. I'm just saying you should call for backup. And then backup comes, and when backup comes, then, you know, you could work, like, they didn't care if you were moving quickly or anything like that, because they wanted you to apply for, like, the Kohl's card, and that obviously would take a little longer than just, like, a few, like, two minutes, or, like, a little longer. I don't know, I'm just, like, tired, and I need to go to sleep. 
and I want to go to the pool tomorrow and all of those things. But that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about perfectionism. I'm going to go write in my diary, have some things to get off my chest. Um, start journaling, I guess. Bye-bye.